This is Agents Influence Podcast. When I talk about assessment, I'm not talking just about skills. I'm talking about things like emotional intelligence. Succession planning should be an integral part of your business plan. When you're putting your business plan together, either an annual or a three-year plan, you need to be looking at, do I have the right people to execute that plan? So that's kind of the starting point. And from a succession planning standpoint, we look at key positions, not key people first. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently. Hey, 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 hello, loyal listeners. Welcome once again to Agents Influence Podcast, Conversations with Jason Cass. And as you know, that is me. Uh, Really, really welcome you back. I love doing Agents Influence Podcast because this is where we can get outside the agency. This is where we're talking with people who may not be working in the agency all the time. We know that that's where we learn the best from is people who are doing it every day. But oh my goodness, the perspective of somebody who doesn't do it every day, we know as good agency owners is just as vital. That's why we pay these consultants and spend all of this moolah that we make every day because we make a lot of it. And it's the reason why we want other people to experience this great industry. And it's not because we make it because insurance agents get paid a lot. It's because we work hard and we create customer experiences that attract people to us. And then when they find out about us, then they go tell other people about us and they're like, dang, you got to go check out cats down at the insurance alliance. And then all of a sudden, this thing just becomes easy. It's just a snowball rolling downhill. My job is make sure that the grass is clean so the snowball looks pretty. That's my job here. So thank you very much for coming to Agents Influence Podcast. And today we have Miss uh, Beth Miller. Now it's Beth A. Miller. And I want to tell you, loyal listeners, that her middle name, if you go check her out on LinkedIn, you're going to see, and, and it may even be in the title um, in this. I don't know how the team is going to name it. Um, but when you look at her ne- middle name, I was thinking to myself, now think about this, loyal listeners. You can only imagine me trying to say that name. I mean, I, I Beth, you don't know it, but I mess up the word Beth. I mean, <laughs> I, I will mess up a name in a minute. And so, and so when I see this one, it's really arm connect, right? Correct. Arm, arm connected connect. to your shoulder. Yeah. Arm connected to your shoulder. It's like that. I hear that song. Wow, that's kind of funny. I just thought of that. Anyways, um, okay, anyways, welcome, Beth Miller, to the uh, podcast. Appreciate you coming on. Well, I've been looking forward to our conversation, Jason. Most people do, Beth. Most people do. (laughs) No. All right. So, hey, Beth, before I get on, I do want to remind people of this. Brainshare is still happening October 25th. It is still happening. It is a still a go. You have until September 1st if you sign up now to cancel and you get all your all your money back, okay? Really. And it'd probably even be after September 1st, but my team tells me that that's what I have to say. So September 1st. So please go sign up. Um, I am very excited to say that we have 11 new people that signed up this week. So registrations are starting to come in. Um, I want to thank you, uh, Andrew Mueller, David Watson, Nicholas Ayers, Preston Schmidley, Mike uh, McBilly Sy. They all signed up because they're ready to go. So remember that. Please go to AIBrainShare.com, AIBrainShare.com, and uh, sign up there. How can I go? 
Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I have about 20 or 30 seats that have definitely opened up because there's some people that are just really paranoid about COVID, which is understandable. And there's some people who don't care less about it. And so I've uh, got some seats for you who could care less about it of the people who aren't coming because they were did care about it. So there we go. But I will be there. My friends will be there. I'm coming in on Thursday, just for all you loyal listeners that want to know, I'm coming in on Thursday and I'm leaving on the following Thursday. So if you want to come in, you can hang out with me and my wife. It's going to be a fantastic time. Puerto Rico at the Marriott in San Juan. Okay, Beth, here we are for you because this is really all about you. But <laughs> Whenever everybody comes because they know Beth's on the podcast, I'm like, well, hey, I got to throw this in about brain share, right? Because now right. everybody's listening. I just did a, the, my last guest. No one was listening to that podcast. So I didn't say it. But this one I did, Beth, because <laughs> everybody knows you. So anyway, Beth, Beth, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. And I look forward to this conversation. I'm looking forward to it as well. All right. So um, loyal listeners, you know how I do this. I don't necessarily, I just feel it, right? I've seen Beth out there before. Um, and I just threw my calendar and I said, boom, jump on this calendar. Now's the time. I read a couple things that she had written and not so much what she had written, but also I like to follow Beth, you and other people that I, that I catch an eye in. I start to follow what you say in other comments, because that is where we really get to know somebody, not necessarily in a post in a post. They know everybody's going to read it. So, so, so see what we do is we filter that. This is my own thought here, mm -hmm. Beth. But when we put something in a comments, it's a really weird thing our brain does where we all of a sudden just think that no one's going to see this. It's just us and the people that are in that comment. And then because how many times have you been in the middle of a comment and conversation and then somebody else will like it and you're like, oh, crap, man, I, I totally forgot that other people could be reading this. But yeah. you didn't think that when you were making the post. So there's a, like a little psychological thing. So anyways, I started reading about you and um, loyal listeners. I brought her on this morning back in the quote unquote green room. I said, what do you want to talk about specifically? And what she brought up was like, wow, we haven't ever talked about that. And if we have not in great detail. So once again, the podcast gods have brought you a treat today, loyal listeners, that you're going to get straight from Beth Arm Connect Miller. Okay. So Beth, uh, are you ready? I am ready. Yes. <laughs> iPhone or Droid user? iPhone. You're an iPhone user. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you, I'm a Droid user. We won't talk about that. It's okay. <laughs> okay. What's the last app that you downloaded? Oh, uh, Gratitude. Gratitude. Yeah. What's that? Tell so me about that. So it is a, an app that um, reminds you on a daily basis to practice gratitude and you then type in what you're grateful for. Wow. Yeah. You do that every day. I do. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Do you run out of things after a while? I mean, no. how long have you been doing it? No, I've been doing it. Um, it was, I started it pre COVID. Um, oh, wow. and I, yeah. And, um, it's really, yeah, it's really helped me through those challenging times. And so, yeah. and you can go back and read the things yeah. that it's almost like a little diary of, about gratitude. Right. Yeah. Gratitude. That is very, very cool. See, yeah. that's why we asked the question because we want to find out what cool people are doing because <laughs> cool people do cool things with cool toys. And that's why we needed you. Do you hate to win or do you love to lose? Oh, no. Do you what? love to win or do you hate to? Yeah. Do you love to? Do you love to win or do you hate to lose? I um I hate to lose. You hate to lose? Yeah. Any reason why that just pops into I, your brain? I just it because I want to win. And I you want to win? Yeah. 
And so it's yeah. like, I hate that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I like exactly. that. I like that. See, these questions give us an insight to Miss Miller. And that's the reason why we ask them. So Beth, last one and final one, but probably the most important. Let's just say there's two things in the world that are going to decide and decided where you are today. We're going to say their skill. We're going to say their luck. Of those two, which would you say has been the biggest factor in your life? Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. Um, I know. Wow. Dang. Um, I think skill. You want to say skill? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had some luck, but I've had more more skill. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So um, would you say that's because you came from humble beginnings or – you where where would you say your skill has come where more than your luck? Just curious. Um, I, you- I think I think it comes from um, a couple things. One, um, my dad was um, a huge proponent of education. And okay. I was I was fortunate enough that you know I I got out of college um, without a loan. You know, uh, which was to, in today's world that's like craziness, right? That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other is that I, I consider myself a lifelong learner. I'm curious about things. So I'm, yeah. I'm continuously learning and, and building skills. Like, for instance, um, I'm getting ready next month to get another certification in um, emotional intelligence assessment. Ooh, wow. Yeah. I've, I've been a, a, a studier of it for many years, um, and I finally... Um, I finally have some time <laughs> with this COVID um, that I've signed up to to get certified in an in emotional intelligence tool. In the past, it was IQ. Today, it's EQ. EQ, exactly. Yeah. This, it's a presentation I haven't done in a long time, but I do a presentation on the power of women mm-hmm. in insurance mm-hmm. now and in the future. Okay. And it, And when I talk about... When I talk about it, Beth, I talk about it as caveman days. I'm brute strength. Mm-hmm. I hunt and gather. Yeah. You woman, you have kid, stay home, make, you know, you take care of the 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 whatever, the cave, the tent, whatever. Right. I, I don't I don't know if you know. I wasn't alive then, so I don't know. I'm guessing. <laughs> And so, so, so then, so then, you know, and then, but that's not where we are in a society today, right? No. We've been that for so long. And it's literally, I mean, in my opinion, changed in the last 20, 30, 40 years to where it's not so much the brute strength. This is what I used to explain mm-hmm. in this, in this presentation. It's not the brute strength. It's the cares. It's the characteristics of where society is going is caring, empathy, yes. right. um, multitasking mm-hmm. and these. So to put it into a nice frame for somebody in five seconds, it's IQ used to dominate. EQ now is what is really the true, true, true thing. Oh, yeah. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but if I can care and be empathy, uh, empathetic to people and use my skills in a productive manner for society, those went out every time. Totally. Boot strength, right? Totally agree. Yeah. Boom, Beth. Yeah. Boom. Beth, I'm yeah. telling you what, you're pulling out some nuggets early. <laughs> You've been mining up in them hills, girl. All right. So, so okay. So we got onto that. Then we got that. Okay. So um, take us back, mm-hmm. diapers, high school, college, wherever you want to start, mm-hmm. and bring us forward to where you are now to, 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 so that we can relate. Okay. Well, um, I'll skip the diapers. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll start with, uh, with college. I, um, I grew up in the Northeast and went to, to Babson College, which is known for its entrepreneurial programs. 
and I actually majored in finance. Um, what what I found out quickly though is um, finance was not a passion of mine. It was something I was good at, but I really didn't enjoy doing it. And so I was fortunate enough to um, work for Digital Equipment Corporation at the time, which I'm dating myself. It's uh, the the remains of deck is now uh, Hewlett Packard, uh, but they. They um, had an internal sales development program, and I was able to get into that program, and that's how I ended up in Atlanta, Georgia, was that that they trained me, but they said, you're going to have to move, and I got to choose the region and Mm -hmm. was fortunate enough to to end up in Atlanta back in 86. So That's where you are now. Yes, yeah. So this is, basically, this is my home. Um, I've been here longer than anywhere else. And where were you born real quick? Where were you born? Though? Um, that was the diapers part. Boston, Mass. Okay. All yeah. right. Let's go on. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. So, you want to know? No. And um, kind of fast forward, my, uh, I met my husband. He started an accounting temporary services firm. He convinced me uh, to leave. Uh, at the time, I was working for Coopers and Librand, um, selling their technology consulting uh, services. He convinced me to to leave and start a consulting practice with him. Okay. And um, we we ended up selling the accounting firm. Uh, we made Inc. 500 with the technology firm Sweet. and sold in um, 02. Took some time off. We don't have kids. Uh, we're, we have two cats. <laughs> and, big deal. Yeah. Be, uh, yeah. Um, not as big a deal as dogs, though. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Right about that. So uh, we did some traveling and um, I did a lot of volunteer work here in Atlanta. Did a lot of work for um, the Junior League and uh, Junior Achievement. Ooh, still- junior, junior Achievement. That's something that's lost today in our towns and we need uh, that. We have an amazing, amazing chapter here in, in Atlanta. Some, well, good some, for you guys. Some bleeding edge programs. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I could go on and on about that. I, I love very, junior achievement. Yeah. Unbelievable stuff. Very proud of what they're doing. And um, but it wasn't enough. And so I ended up um, finding Vistage, which is a CEO membership organization. And it's for small, mid-sized companies, privately held companies. And um, I had the the opportunity to work with a number of insurance um, business owners. During that gotcha. time, still, still, um, I, I stepped down from Vistage back in last year, but I'm still very connected to to them. And I worked with um, some wholesalers as well as some independent agents um, that were growing rapidly, and um, a number of other right. industries as well. You know. Um, so one of the things that I like about this and what brought us back, loyal listeners, that I want to bring this back to Beth is that when we talked about what I said, what is your specialty? What would you like to talk about where you think that you have impact? And something you said and mentioned had to do with um, uh, succession 
planning, right? right? Yes. And in the succession planning. Mm-hmm. And 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 I wanna and let's follow up with that conversation because loyal listeners, what I said to her was is that that's something we don't really talk about a lot here. And sometimes we do. I told her that I think about that now as an agency owner, you know, halfway up the hill, over coming down the other hill, whatever, whatever my retirement is. I'm thinking to myself, do am I putting in am I writing the right type of business that's going to be attractive to somebody else? Am I putting in the right type of technology that's going to be attractive to somebody else? Am I gaining the right carriers that it, that somebody else is going to say, hey, I would like to have those carriers? Um, but one thing none of us agents think about is do I have the staff? Do I have the in, do I have the emotional intelligence, right? The old saying of do I have the right people in the right seat, you know, going mm-hmm. the right way. I get that. But you but it's deeper than that right now. It's deeper than that. And and you want to talk about that. So where should we start in understanding succession planning from anywhere? I don't want to just pigeonhole it, but right. let's talk about the people and and why that's important to an agency or any business. Yeah. So um Succession planning should be an integral part of your business plan. Mm -hmm. So when you're putting your business plan together, either an annual or, you know, a three-year year plan, you need to be looking at, do I have the right people to execute that plan? So that's kind of the starting point. And we look at, from a succession planning standpoint, we look at key positions not key people first. So there, there might okay. be key positions. You might have like um, within, with an insurance company, there may be a sales manager. Uh, there might be a customer service manager. Those could be considered key positions. Okay. There, there might also, then there are key, key employees, the actual person. And those mm-hmm. might, that person might hold the keys to maybe your technology, for instance. Well, if, you know, if that person gets hit by a bus, who has the keys, the passwords, all of that information that um, keeps, will continue your, your company moving forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's first understanding those, those key positions that you're going to need um, or have already. And then it's looking at the employees that are in those positions and assessing them. This can get, uh, when, you, when I talk about assessment, I'm not talking just about skills, but I'm talking about things like emotional intelligence, those, okay. those core competencies that an organization has determined are required by employees. Are you familiar with core competencies? Um, no, so okay. please. Okay. Educate so, me. Yeah, so core, core competencies are driven by uh, your company values. So if if you um, have a, um, for instance, I work with one company where accountability is one core value. They then have, with that value, defined behaviors that support that value, all right? Gotcha. Okay, then those behaviors are then considered core competencies. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Okay. And then as you um, cascade down, you can then take those core competencies, not just using it 
to assess your key employees, but you can also use them in your hiring process. You can create behavioral interview questions around those core competencies so that you you make sure that you're getting the right people on the bus. So it's taking a core value and going deeper, yes, right? Exactly. And, and so and so so and that makes sense, right? Because we say one of our core values is that we are um, that we are. Can I say trustworthy? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, we're trustworthy, right? Mm -hmm. But like, what does that mean Ex to me versus somebody else? Exactly. Right. Means two different things. So if we can then if we can. So somebody says, yes, that's a big core, believe me, too, is to be trustworthy. So mm -hmm. I may say as an owner, well, heck, this is the person. They line up our core beliefs. But no, that's a different type of trustworthy. You know, yeah. here's something I want to throw at you here. Mm -hmm. They say that uh, the, per the employee who has been around, let's talk about millennials real quick. They say mm -hmm. the employee who has been around for a while, 20, 30 years, mm -hmm. um, retires at the corporation and they get the gold watch and they were satisfied because they were loyal, right? The company right. where they were loyal to the company. Mm -hmm. And that's just that generation, your right. generation, right? Yeah. Uh, even our generation, yeah. uh, Generation X. But here's the deal is that to millennials, they'll work at a job for 11 months and yeah. leave and they declared themselves loyal, right? <laughs> so if loyalty is, right. it, these studies have been proven, if loyalty is a big core value of yours, if you don't uh, distinguish though that, hey, we declared 30 years to be loyal right. versus 11 months, those two people are going to see that completely different. And right. I think this is the reason why we need these core competencies. Yes. Really, really good. I really haven't really heard a lot of people breaking it down past the core values. So that's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So then, so then, once once you understand, you know your your core competencies within your organization, then you can assess your employees, your current employees, against those, and identify any gaps because there there are things, you know, for instance, accountability. Well, it's, it's behaviors that you're looking for as it relates to accountability. Well, those things, um, if there are gaps, you can either teach techniques or coach that individual and develop them and fill that gap. So, or fire, just or, fire their ass. Or fire. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm totally joking. I would never fire them. I would fire them quickly, just not slowly. No, yeah. I'm joking, but yes. <laughs> the obvious thing is, is I think one of the greatest things we can do is to help other people. I don't, why don't people invest in take being that coach of people a lot that you don't right. see that as much as you should. What do you yeah. think about that? Beth? Uh, well, I think, I think part of it is uh, first they, um, they don't have the skill set. I mean, I do, a, I teach a lot of True. managers on how to coach coaching okay. because it, there's coaching and there's mentoring. And oftentimes people get them confused. 
Mentoring is about sharing your experiences and your knowledge, um, being kind of the, the advocate of, of that employee to, to help them connect with, with other individuals that might be helpful to them in their career. Um, a coach, though, is really all about asking questions and getting the individual to self-reflect. It's, it's about challenging um, an individual's uh, self-limiting beliefs. It's giving them insight that they then go and use themselves. Beth, that's beautiful. I'm serious. That's <laughs> great. I don't think anybody has ever decided to split those two in, in my brain or in a conversation I've been in. That was beautiful Thank to understand you. that mentoring is about sharing your knowledge and being an advocate for them. Mm -hmm. And then you say their coaching is about asking questions, getting the person to self-reflect and challenging their beliefs upon mm -hmm. some of those things. Yeah. That's fantastic. As you were saying that, I was thinking about myself to my son. Right. Uh, yes. And, and I, I'm yes. even thinking to myself about how when I'm trying to coach my son, I may be mentoring him yep. and I shouldn't do that. I should be he's he's needing a coach at that point in time, not a mentor. Mm -hmm. um, oh, good stuff. Good stuff. That is great. That is yeah. great. Yeah. And so that's what you have to teach. So that's your answer to that's the reason why sometimes people just don't develop other people. Right. They don't have. The skills. They do, right. They just they don't they don't know the process. They don't understand the process. Um, the. The one uh, situation that I run across a lot where um, especially new managers will, will do, but those that have been managing for a while do the same thing. And that is they've got an employee that comes in and will ask them a question that's related to a problem. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. And what the manager immediately does is solves the problem for the employee. It's just a natural thing. You know, somebody comes, yep. somebody comes to you with a problem. I've got a solution. I'm going to give you the solution. Yep. What you're doing is you're enabling that person to keep coming to you with problems. This is the, this is the first mm. thing you, mm. you should do is to ask them questions of, okay, what have you tried so far? Or if it's somebody that, that you feel has the right answer, ask them the question, well, what do you think? And many times they've got the answer. It's just they want to be reaffirmed that that mm -hmm. is, that's the wow. correct way to go. Good stuff. I mean, if you're an agency owner, you've dealt with dealing with people, you, you can feel and understand what you're saying because that happens so much. That happens so much. Um, one of these agency owners I was talking to re recently that when his team asked him uh, a question um, about something that has to do with an insurance company or a process or something, he will ask them to go ask, ask that question inside of um, Teams or Slack, whatever digital yeah. ecosystem yeah. they're using. Mm -hmm. and, and his reason being is that, number one, it's amazing how somebody else in the team already knows that answer, right. so they don't necessarily come to me. And number two, it allows it to be searchable at a later time oh, yeah. rather than someone asking anybody, they can just search it, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. that has that, that that has a that that's kind of going with what you're saying here yeah. rather than just providing the answer exactly. hey let's talk to the team to see if it's out yeah, there exactly right. yeah i like that i like that by the way his name is wesley anderson he's really awesome you should get to know him beth <laughs> everybody in the world should get to know him he's out of utah he's fantastic so okay so 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 beth um 
what more should we be looking at? I like this. You said it's not so much the roles, right? It's it's not so much the 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 positions. You said it was the positions at the top, like the managers. Key. But then we have to talk to key employees, right? And those are the ones that we're trying to assess by getting to their core competencies, right? What else is important here? And then um, you can you can use a number of other assessments as well to to identify gaps, okay. um, such as a three sixty assessment. Familiar with 360s? I, I am not. Please so, tell me. So 360s, they are they're custom built around core competencies, and okay. they are then sent to a person's direct reports, peers, um, maybe some clients, and they get oh. um, a a 360 degree assessment where you can then determine some gaps that you then create a development plan to fill those gaps. So development planning is is a, a core component to succession planning. You want you want to be developing these individuals so that they are ready to take the reins in the right period of time. So I I look at succession planning as having the right people in the right place at the right time doing the right things. At the right time, doing the right things. Yeah. See, Beth, the reason why I like you is you're a person who takes common knowledge and breaks it down and expands upon it so that silly third grade people minded like me can figure this out. And I'm serious about that. That's that's a very good EQ, that's a very good talent. EQ is better than IQ. I'm telling you, girl, come on now. You if you ain't telling me nothing, I don't know. Hey, um, now let me ask you this. I think I have the answer. I want to hear your answer. Mm -hmm. Why don't, if this is, there's so many loyal listeners listening to this right now, Beth, and they're going, oh, that makes sense. And wow, to have this 360 thing and coaching and mentoring. And why don't we take that action as agency owners to put these SSs in place, to ask these questions? I mean, one, one again, because they don't know. I mean, you're telling them they've been told about these tests that are out there for their employees and how they should interview. What do you yeah. say? What well, do you think? I, you know, I think Be real I, here. We, we, that people listen. Yeah. People listen to this podcast because they want real yeah. stuff. So tell us what you think. Well, my experience is is that there's there's no no one person that's really focusing on this. There, you know, many of many agencies don't even have an HR manager. True. Right. They they will they'll use ADP or some other uh, payrolling service that will provide them with with the their HR. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that's not talent management. Talent management is being strategic about your talent. So there's there's nobody there really really focused on that. And you know I've worked with enough insurance companies. They they get busy. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's all about, you know, getting the next sale and, and then servicing the clients that you have. Yeah. And, you know, they, they'll, they'll spend time doing the business plan, but the succession planning, there's nobody to take ownership of it and, and drive the process because it needs to be done annually because you need to go and be, you need to be checking on the development of, of the individuals. I mean, that needs to be like a quarterly uh, event mm -hmm. and, and the annual event is that succession plan. So it, there's nobody there that's, that's focused on it. Something that a lot of other industries focus on is um, 
is uh, is t- what they call, and this is so crazy. You said it, talent management. Yes. Yeah. Even in State Farm, in Allstate, inside the insurance industry, a lot of people have talent management systems. Like we yeah. have agency management systems right. or or client relationship management mm-hmm. systems. But there's talent management systems. Yes. I want to put. I want. I need to put you in contact, Beth, with a guy by the name of Tom Baker. Um, he is. Well, he has a talent management system built for the independent insurance mm-hmm. industry, and it cre- and it tracks KPIs and job descriptions and duties. Mm-hmm. And what he does is, is he works with other consultants like yourself and provides them the software that they then provide their clients. And as uh, Tom is is uh, very much like you, very brilliant in understanding how people work and, and understanding the simple things that we can do to get them to execute the things that we think are hard for right. them to do. Right. So going back to what he said, though, I think that I think it, it goes to do with so much. OK, first of all, I think just people just don't flat out care. I just really think they do. They're running their agency. They make their $200,000 a year. They work 20 hours a week. They play mm-hmm. golf six times a week. You know, I mean, <laughs> they, they just don't care, right? Then you have these other people that I think are trying to work on it. They just, yes. they're trying to collect their information. Mm-hmm. They're listening to Beth. They're listening to all these other studs that I bring on here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're thinking to themselves like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take action. I think also some people have an, it's ego driven. I believe that that there's that whenever I'm ready to sell, I'll sell and I'm going to sell for a lot of money. And this stuff of EQ is crazy, right? This is ridiculous. Um, I will say this. I don't think you see that so much. I think the younger crowd in America today mm-hmm. understands EQ yeah. is way more powerful than IQ. Yeah. Um, and we really do. We are. Yeah, I'm gonna. I don't want. I was getting ready to go off on a rant on something, but I'm not gonna go there. Um. So, so anything. I mean, kind of wrapping this up and trying to start to f- focus down on. Is there anything that you would want to tell outside of EQ and some of the stuff we talked, or expand on some of the things that you've said? Um. That talk to. Um. That help us in that succession plan of things we don't think about. Yeah, I I think you know um, for for those business owners that um, as you say have that, that ego. One of the things that I find I have to work with business owners on is getting to them to think about what their life will be like after they sell. Mm, that's good. So that that is something that um, holds a lot of business owners back from doing succession planning because it's like, well, you know, what am I going to do? Because my whole identity Ooh. was wrapped up in that's so good, Beth. the agency. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So that that's a lot of my coaching work with business owners is is figuring out okay how do you prepare yourself first mm-hmm. before you prepare the organization. Because it, it's just how it is, right? It's yeah. how our brain is. If we see it, that's our image. We'll go right. to it, right? Yeah. And it's very scary if we don't have that image. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's very, very scary, you yeah. know? And um, I was just talking with a um, woman mm-hmm. and she, and she's a personal friend of mine. And she was telling me about how her and her husband were having issues and they thought that they were going to split up and stuff like that. And and they, they went to this counseling and they've gotten everything back together, which was really, really great. And I was asking her because I like to ask these questions and learn. I said, what was the thing? because I talked to you a year ago and you were adamant, you know, mm-hmm. and she said, one of my old boyfriends had called me from a long time ago, nothing inter- interfered or anything, mm-hmm. but just talking to them once or twice 
my brain instantly went to like we do grass is always greener on the other yeah. side right mm -hmm. yeah. and it's the same mental makeup as what you're talking right. about right now when our brain feels comfortable seeing something else then it's okay to yes. leave where it is but man if we don't see something we're not leaving right. you know what i mean we are stuck in the mud exactly so yeah. that's, um, yeah. I think uh, we were talking at the point in time, um, I, I write a lot of nonprofits. I think that's why a lot of these nonprofit social services work when they give women or men, whoever, another outlet to speak to somebody to see the grass is greener without jumping into another bad situation. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. So it's very, yeah. very correlates, yeah. very uh, similar to what we're talking about here. Um, so if I was an agency owner and I'm like, hey, I need to start taking some time. I need to start looking into this. Yes, call Beth. Yes, call somebody else. But what would be the first thing I would start doing when I'm like, okay, I'm going to start getting this succession plan? Because yeah. we all think about the things I said earlier. Where would you start? I would start um, with a, a succession plan readiness assessment, which I have online. Okay, where's that at? Where's that at? It's uh, www.executive-velocity.com. Okay. And it, there is um, a, a resource page that has a lot of downloads. And one of them um, will step you and your team through a questionnaire. It gives you a sense of, are, is your organization ready for a succession plan? Do mm. you have the right infrastructure? Do you have development plans in place? Do you have, um, if you're a larger organization, career paths in place? Do you know what your core competencies are? Those are all the things that you need before you go down a succession planning process. So that would be the first, first thing I would recommend. I like that. I like that. I like that. You know, something that just popped into my mind, I've thought about before of how we went from the agricultural age, right, mm -hmm. and then to like more of the industrial manufacturing age. And then we kind of left that, a lot of our manufacturers left. And, and in the course of each one of those changes, there was always people that were caught, meaning yes. they had been working in the farm for 30 years and now they had to go to the factory and it was like, I don't want to do that. Or right. I'd been working in the factory and now I needed to go into the service industry and it was like, I've been building car parts for 30 years and it's like, hey, retrain them. And that worked a little bit. One of the things that I've really realized about the conversation with you, Beth, is in the transition we're going right now from mm -hmm. work to working at home yeah. to um, understanding how data can analyze our businesses now, working with EQ rather than IQ, I think what can kind of happen here is we can kind of um, oh my gosh, I lost I lost my train of thought. I lost my train of thought because I was I was thinking too fast. <laughs> ah, anyway. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, I just realized something about, oh, the people, I'm sorry about that, loyal listeners, they're used to it, but the people that are caught in between. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to realize that we can prevent those people from being caught in between. And a lot of the changes that are happening right now, when we understand mentoring and coaching. Yes. Yeah. I think that's what we lacked maybe in the past that mm -hmm. caught those people. Mm -hmm. It wasn't understanding how to, for instance, 
we have a 25 or thir- uh, a woman or man who's been working in our agency, not in ours. I'm giving you yeah, an example. Right. This, is a, this is a very common thing. And they've been working in our agency. And now we're trying to change our culture. We have new leadership coming mm-hmm. in. They're trying. And now we're assessing, well, at the back and uh, the way we always do. And we're looking and we're realizing that person who's been here for 25 to 30 years is really caught in their ways of what they're doing. Right. Yeah. And so we kind of think that after a while, you're just kind of like, well, I just think we're going to probably have to get rid of them because we're trying yeah. to change. And I really challenge people out there to say, are we mentoring or coaching them? Mm-hmm. How have we given that a shot? You right. know what I mean? Have we said to them, have we asked the questions, you right. know, like, do you like your job or you do you feel still good at it? Is there something else somebody else in the office is doing that maybe you're like, you know what, after the last couple of years, I really like what they're doing. What are those things that we can do? How can we expand on them rather than just kicking them to the curve because they can't fit into the culture? I, um, I totally agree. As long as that, that individual is not toxic, that you know, I've, True I've, I've seen situations where um, there's been this this drastic change in the organization and mm-hmm. and there are some people that um, become viruses, unfortunately. And those are those are people that you're not going to be able to change. But to your point, majority of them, if you give them some some coaching um, that they, they'll come around. Yeah. 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 Oh boy. We got some toxic people out there. I'll tell you what, it's easy to find them nowadays. You just got to look at their Facebook feed. You're toxic. Anyways. Yeah. So sorry. It went off there, but Hey Beth, I really do appreciate you coming on. This was very enjoyable. I, um, I really, really talked about a lot of things. I have a lot of notes for, um, the, the listeners and if they want to find out more about you, tell them where to go brag a little bit because you've got a lot of knowledge. People need to know who you are, girl. What? Tell them. So um, you can go to my LinkedIn, which is uh, Beth Arm Connect Miller. And um, I'm the only one out there with that name. Uh, you can also um, contact me through my website, executive-velocity.com. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It, this, was, this was a joy. I was really kind of worried about it. I thought it'd be boring as can be, but it actually turned out pretty good. I'm joking, Beth. I'm joking. I can't bore my listeners. I'm not bringing anybody on here that's not top-notch in yeah. quality, and you lived right up to it, so I greatly, greatly appreciate it, Beth. Um, and uh, I think there will be some people that probably will reach out to you because, once again, this is something we don't normally think about. You need to check out uh, 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 Kelly Donahue Pirro. She's somebody I think that you and her would really jive. Tom Baker out there, I think you guys would really jive. I know a lot of people out there, and the way that you're thinking is the way that a lot of the uh, successful con- – I hate using the word, but consultants um, are, are thinking today uh, – it doesn't take long to understand that EQ is important when you talk to people who understand what's going on in an office. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. If, if you don't understand, if you're not a big believer in culture in the year 2020 in an office to be successful, you may not have been in an office for a long time. Right. You know? Exactly. So those are some of the things. So thank you once again, Beth. Thank you, Jason. It was great. Once I do, once again, Agents Influence is all about trying to make you think about things, challenge the norms out there. And that's what we try to do here at the AI podcast. But what Agents Influence is all about is taking conversations that are outside the agency and bringing them into your ear. And as I've told you from the beginning, since 2013, as a leader in the insurance industry and in the podcasting world, 
tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass, and she's Beth, and this has been Agents Influence Podcast. Thank you. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is. To, to fix a problem, the first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.